Welcome to Special One Cards Podcast, a weekly podcast on the soccer market, soccer cards. We talk about prospects, we talk about products, and we look at some data to help you make some buying decisions for the future. Hosted by me, Paulo, on a weekly basis. Look for special guests occasionally. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram, at Special One Cards. Looking forward to interacting with all of you. Welcome, everybody. Episode 36. Sorry, I've been off a little bit. I had promised uh, to be back on once the season kind of started. Um, was away for a few weeks. Uh, was in Portugal uh, this past August for a bit. Uh, came back, had to travel for work immediately. And I'm finally kind of grounded for a day or two here. And then I got to travel again. So been busy, hectic, but I wanted to get a, a podcast out today. Uh, to cover some topics that I, I wanted to discuss a little bit going forward with what's going on in the hobby, with what's going on in the world of footy, and basically just get some uh, different different perspective that you may not get from other sources or um, share basically share my opinion on what's going on. So if you're not following me on Instagram yet, it's at special one cards SPE. C-I-L-O-N-E, cards. Um, you can follow me there. I do have a Twitter. I don't use that very much. So, but if you have questions, feel free to DM me. I also wanted to bring up one quick thing for you guys. There is an account out there, uh, and oddly enough, they're based in Portugal. It's a grading company, uh, or you could call it, uh, I don't know. They basically use the same name I have, which is fine. I mean, that's I don't have a copyright to it or anything like that, but... Just want to make sure you guys aren't, uh, you know, soliciting anything with them. I don't deal with them. Uh, they are not a sponsor. They are not a, an advocator of this program. I don't advocate for them either. They're a grading company. Uh, and, you know, like I said, I'll leave off their base out of Portugal, but I don't have anything to do with them. And they have a similar name to me um, on their Instagram. So be careful. Uh, in terms of who you're dealing with, they're basically promoting the aspect of uh, pop ones, right? Um, so just, you know, they only grade one card out of that particular card will only be graded once. Cool concept, but just so you guys know, I'm not affiliated with them. Um, I believe on um, Instagram, they're special one underscore cards. So, you know, make sure you aren't uh, talking to them because I do not do anything with them uh so you know i only really sub uh with psa for those while we're in that topic psa i do send subs in group subs so um if you aren't interested in sending anything in to grade let me know i've worked with plenty of people on this helping them out i don't upcharge anything they basically what you do is you send me your cards and card saver ones i then uh take a um uh a basically wipe down the card for you before I send it in. So that's what I do. Uh, I don't do anything else extraordinary to the card, but I wipe it off if any dust particles or anything like that. And then we ship them off. Uh, normally what I'm sending in is stuff that I already, that I'm sending in. So if anybody wants to send stuff in, I'll send it in. I don't charge shipping it there because I normally am sending stuff that is grading for myself. So I just cover your shipping there. The way back, uh, they do charge me insurance on cards. So I do have to get reimbursed for that. And then uh, lastly, when I ship back to you, I also 
do charge the shipping there. So just keep that in mind uh, going forward. Uh, if you want to grade, just send me some questions. If you have, I just do it to try to help grow the hobby. No particular way of, um, I don't try to, you know, make any money off of this. It's just kind of a nice way to try to help the listeners out, try to help people that are, that are kind of, uh, you know, don't understand grading, don't understand the process, don't understand how it goes. And I'm happy to show anybody my process to help you do it yourself too as well. So just let me know if you have questions, feel free to send me a message. So a few things I want to cover today. Uh, I want to cover, um, I did a data dive on some Topps Chrome from this year, uh, kind of a pop report. Uh, you know, wanted to check in really quick to see what the population's like. And as we are kind of, uh, the hobby is kind of right, right. It's retracted a little bit in terms of uh, what people are, if people are grading or not. Uh, and it seems like grading is kind of toned down quite a bit for folks. So, you know, just based on this early kind of data that I'm seeing compared to previous years. So I, I want to look at uh, the recent release of Chrome, uh, obviously, uh, kind of the flagship uh, set for most collectors. Uh, we've had Merlin come out too as well. I have not looked at that stuff yet. I got to look at that. But as of now, you've uh, there's been 561 cards graded uh, from the Chrome set. Um, there's uh, the gem rate on them is 54%, uh, which I thought was uh, interesting that we're not seeing huge uh, gem rates. And then the most graded player is uh, Lionel Messi. And just to break down Messi, uh, he's had 37 cards graded. Um, those include 16 different variations. And that accounts for about six and a half percent of the total population of 561 cards. So pretty interesting that people are grading a lot of messy, even some bases being graded. Again, like I said many times before, base can be relevant. If you do 10 PSA 10 certain base cards, uh, people will want them either way. So uh, of the messy cards, you've seen 21 PSA 10s. Uh, so that includes, like I said, 37 messy cards have been graded, 16 different variations. And that accounts for a 56.7% gem rate. So he's falling right in line with the gem rate of the set at 54%. So might be some stuff there. The one thing I would do want to caution you on is a lot of this stuff, and I've said this many times before, you've got a lot of players in this set that have multiple rookies across different products, especially in its own set with the different variations. Um, again, it's very important to look for rookies that are, and again, this might not apply to you if you're a collector, that doesn't, this doesn't really apply to you. But if you're in the game of flipping cards and moving cards, you have to take a look at whether there are rookies available that are kind of uh, particular to one set. You know, for example, looking at uh, Select La Liga like I have in the past, uh, you see Nicholas Jackson, which is a big Chelsea guy uh, this year, who's only got the rookie in there, and he's got the Chronicles rookie too as well. So, you know, you want to look at some of these other sets. I've said this before, where there aren't, many rookies of a particular player available uh, just for the kind of uh, scarcity on kind of the uh, the individual aspect of a set uh, and the other sets. So do your homework if you're in that game of moving cards uh, or if you're a long-term hold too, that's a good way to like look at things. You look at Rafael Leon, Vlahovic, I've talked about them in the past with the kind of minimal variations and minimal rookie cards available. Those are important cards. Um, and a lot of those guys, you're going to find that they're not Champions League players quite yet, and they're not in Champions League sets. So do your homework, do your research. And I've one of the sets I've looked at recently was the score set from uh, French Ligue 1 uh, from this past year. I thought that was 
that's a very good set. And I think it's very kind of, um, I don't want to say undervalued, but I want to say it's got a lot of promising stars. But again, a lot of these guys that you'll see in some of these sets, they'll be up and coming stars that potentially could be big players. So take a look at that. Uh, try to understand um, where the scarcity lies and where there's minimal uh, rookies. All right. So I wanted to talk a little bit about kind of, I guess, three players that are kind of were or, you know, might still be hobby darlings, right? Three players that I think need to come due this year to support their pricing in the hobby amongst us collectors, amongst us flippers, amongst us investors, and whatever you want to call yourself. I have three players that I'm specifically looking at in terms of what what you, what 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 can we expect? What should we expect this year um, in terms of performance and how they'll do and their card market, etc. So, first guy I'm going to talk about uh, a guy that I collect, obviously that I've bought in a lot of his stuff uh, through the years that I still have some of his stuff. Um, who's really seen kind of a substantial drop uh, over the last. Uh, you know, uh, six months. Um, you know, this a lot of this data is based on card data uh, that I'm going to look at. Um, the first guy I'm going to talk about is Juan Felix, former Benfica prodigy, a kid with uh, a lot of talent, um, and uh, his market is down about thirty-eight and a half percent over the last six months. It has started creeping up. It's up about six, almost seven percent over the last three months up almost one half percent over the last month and over the last two weeks it's seen very minimal uh numbers in terms of of losses so felix is an interesting guy who i don't really agree i mean i like the player uh and i'm hoping he can kind of become what he's supposed to be i think he's got all the tools and all the intangibles in the world to become one of the best players in the world a top five player dare, dare i say it uh he has that talent his rookie as you know can be found in 2018 tops chrome and um you know it's uh, i had really have like a love and hate relationship with this kid for some reason and a lot of probably do so that card is 2018 tops chrome it's card number 10 uh, i think there's opportunity if you're flipping to buy his uh, base, uh, and as I've said in the past, his base there isn't a large pot count on this base, so don't don't think there is. Um, you know, Juan Felix. You know, people just weren't grading a lot of those cards back then. And then the other aspect of it is how many of those cards are actually still in good condition uh, from people kind of throwing them in boxes, and uh, you know, it's kind of like you know finding that common in a common box that you didn't realize that. You know, this kid's is uh, could be a star, um, or has got a lot of hype, or whatever the case may be. So, his rookie, like I said, is 2018 tops Chrome card number 10. Um, I'm gonna look at the pop counts for you guys, just so you guys get a kind of a clearer picture in terms of what I'm talking about, in terms of how many of these cards are actually graded, uh, and why there is still opportunity uh, in the Joan Felix market, especially with that rookie um, from that year. So. You've got, uh, for Joan Felix, I think he's got, let me just see here really quick. I think he has, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 
10 different uh, variations uh, having been graded with uh, PSA. Uh, and here's what, here's what, here's, here's what we're going to look at. We're going to look at kind of the numbers on this stuff, right? Uh, his base uh, has a total pop count of 1,319. Only 564 attends, believe it or not. So that's not a lot. Blue Refractor, uh, 39. There's 23 10s. Uh, Blue Wave, there's 14 10s. There's 22 have been graded. Um, Gold Refractor, believe it or not, there's only 11 that have been graded, and there's 7 10s. So that's a kind of a sweet card to get. Very low pop. Green Refractor, same thing, only 26 graded. 12 uh, PSA 10s. Uh, orange, there's only been 10 graded. There are no 10s in the orange. That could be an opportunity if you do run into an orange somewhere that is still in raw shape to grade and possibly get that kind of pop one uh, out of an orange refractor. Purple, um, 63 graded, 32 PSA 10s. Uh, red, uh, which there's six. Uh, there's three that are PSA 10s. Red waves, there's three been graded, two PSA 10s. The refractor, here's an interesting one. Refractors, only 247 have been graded. There's 130 PSA 10s. So as you can see, these pop reports are relatively uh, small. Um, so you have an opportunity, uh, with a lot of these cards, if you can find them raw, uh, you know, um, to take advantage, uh, and try to, try to do something. Now he's got to perform right to live up to that, those expectations that I'm setting on him. And I think this is really his last chance. Uh, I really do. Uh, not that he's moved a lot, but you know, he moved from Benfica to Atletico Madrid on almost a uh, record uh, transfer fee for a youngster at that point in time. And then, you know, was loaned to Chelsea, uh, had moments of brilliance at Chelsea, uh, and I was surprised they didn't keep him. I thought the, he would have fit really well into Pochettino's plans, but wasn't wasn't to be. Um, with Felix, I think he really does, does need a number nine, so this move to Barcelona I think is really going to help him. And he can... John Felix is, a, is, is an exciting player because he can play a number of positions, you know, uh, so he can adapt to the game based on uh, who's playing in front of him, beside him, um, you know, behind him, right? Uh, so he's got that opportunity to really uh, be a significant player. We saw him at the World Cup acting more like a Kaka type of player, and I think that's his, probably his strongest position, but... So his last, uh, and some of this data is really kind of old, and it kind of, you know, I'm kind of curious to see what we've seen for um, this year's sales of his. Uh, I'm going to go from from June on this year uh, until today. Just look at the sales that we've seen. Uh, so most recent sale on the 3rd of September, there was a, Orange Refractor of 25 that sold for $500 in SGC9. Um, on the second, there was a uh, Blue Refractor and a BGS10 Pristine, which sold for $399. You had another uh, Orange Refractor in June that sold for $396. That was a PSA9. Again, the oranges are of 25. Another Blue that sold on the 2nd of September, this few days ago, actually. Um, in a for 350 and that was a psa 10 so his stuff is still expensive uh is it warranted i don't know um you know i am of the mindset that uh, i may end up 
dipping into one of these. I just don't want to come in too high. I have some of the stuff already. Uh, I'm missing a few of those rookies, but I don't know. Felix is a, is a striking gamble for me because I think his prices are still too high. Um, but if you're a long-term collector, long-term kind of think that he's going to come due this year at Barcelona and for the future, and who knows if Atletico lets him walk uh to Barcelona eventually. I don't think they'll let him walk. He signed a two-year extension, I think. So the Barcelona probably have to have to buy him. Uh, the one thing to note, and I, what I found really surprising about the Felix transfer, and if you guys haven't looked at the details, I looked at the details a little bit. Um, and Portuguese media had reported that uh, he gave about $17 million in, in salary uh, to go to Barcelona. So maybe he is taking this seriously and understanding that I have to perform to be worn, to be uh, placed on the pantheon of greatest, one of the greatest players in the world. I won't even say top five, let's say top 10, to be considered one of those players. Um, he's taken that significant pay cut to go there. So we'll see what happens uh, with, with Ron Felix. He's kind of a guy that I'm looking at uh, in terms of what will happen. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to buy in because I think his stuff is just too expensive uh, at the moment, but it could be a good opportunity if you find anything raw to make some moves. All right, so next guy I want to talk about another guy that I think, and he started the the he started the season off strongly. Um, I'm talking about the kid over at Man City, Phil Foden, uh, who last year I thought had a tough year, um, and he started pretty strong already. He's got three assists, no goals, but he's been a factor in many games. He's another guy that's really kind of uh, boggles my mind in terms of his sales. His last. Um, there was a, a rated rookie uh, from the 2018-19 Panini Donruss Optic set uh, of 149 PSA 10 that just sold for $1,125. Um, that set, I think, is going nuts right now. It's a very important set, obviously, for the hobby. But looking at these numbers, I'm like, that's a lot of money for Foden. I think he falls in the category of Felix, too. Too expensive. Will he become what he's supposed to become? Or has he hit his, like peak um in terms of performance at man city i'm not sure it's hard to say but you know his like i just said is a 149 psa 10 optic uh rookie aqua sold for 11.25 so for those that are holding a lot of optics from this past year's release you know uh the rookies hold those guys because the numbered stuff seems to do really well um at least in the past it has uh based on some of these numbers i mean you could have bought the person who bought that aqua for 149 excuse me, the, the PSA 10 of 149 for 1125 could have bought his Donruss uh, version of the same card. Um, that was numbered to 50 for 1095. So, um, you know, one of them's obviously paper. One of them's obviously um, high quality stock. So it's a little bit different. Uh, but, you know, June 26, that same of 149 sold for 928. So that was uh, quite a bit of a, of a leap. So, you know, we'll see with Foden. Again, I think he's expensive. Um, and on a team that's filled with superstars, it's hard to to see him kind of uh, his value decreasing where you can jump in and go back. Uh, well, I, that probably could happen. We could see his value decrease and you could jump in and buy and hope for some good performances. But again, very tough gamble to play with with Phil Foden. So he's a guy that I think to look at, but I think you need to be very uh, careful as well, like I said with Felix. And I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer uh, with these three guys, but I think these guys are important uh, because they've been hobby darlings for so long uh, and guys that we've always kind of looked at as to kind of the next generation. 
The next one is an interesting one too, which kind of facilitated the Felix deal a little bit. I think um, Ansu Fati, you know, still so young, full of talent, um, could really become uh, one of the best in the world. I think he's got so much. These are three guys that I'm talking about today that have so much talent. Um, He's an interesting one. He went to Brighton um, from Barcelona on loan, so we'll see if he performs there. Uh, I think this is his chance too, where he can get regular game time at Barcelona. He didn't. He wasn't getting it, um, and I think Barcelona is just so stacked uh, uh, in the offensive um, positioning or position players that there was no room for him. I thought there was room for him, but then again, I'm more of an optimistic guy. But his last. Um, his last one of his last big sales was a uh, purple sapphire, which is numbered to twenty five from twenty nineteen tops chrome. Uh, number to twenty five sold for eleven seventy five. Or were the days have come? I remember buying a box of sapphire from that year and pulling a Fati and a Holland base out of the same box, um, and I sold both. I remember selling the Fati thing for fifteen hundred. I think the Holland for nineteen hundred or so. I can't even remember, but. Um, Wild to me. And then you also have his uh, rookie tickets, right, that are in Panini Chronicles. Uh, his cracked ice, and I think this, uh, his cracked ice of 23 PSA 9 on ice, the 8th sold for 1,020. Um, myself, I was actually bidding on that same card. I think my max on that was about 800. I think this is still a very good deal at 1,020. The rookie ticket uh, out of Panini Chronicles contenders uh, is an iconic card to me. I love the rookie tickets, especially these cracked dice. They're beautiful cards. Um, so you have, you know, Chrome, you have Sapphire, and you have the uh, Panini Chronicles uh, as opportunities there. Uh, not the cracked dice so much. Those are hard to find. You also have Obsidian, 2019 Obsidian, a PSA 8 sold on August 7th for $558.88. Um, and, uh, and that was a... Uh, that was an of eight. So the Obsidian card doesn't seem to have that demand uh, like the others do. You also have um, uh, you have some. Pardon me, I just lost my train of thought. I got just gonna. You have the Mega Cracks. I forgot about the Mega Cracks as well, uh, which is a strong card. Sells pretty strong. Uh, the market seems to like that card. Last sale of that was a PSA ten. Uh, I see on. Um, July actually July 13th it looks like for and this is a verified sale too so a PSA 10 on July 13th sold for 269 so a few options there again another really interesting guy um if you don't have the budget I really do think that the um rookie red ticket is a uh good buy uh because of scarcity um so his rookie red ticket comes out of 2019 20 Chronicles as well. The last sale on a PSA 10 uh, was, believe it or not, for 35 bucks on July 14th. Uh, actually, there's one that just sold on the on the 20th of August for $29. Um, rookie red ticket. That seems really cheap to me. Uh, and I think that's the card that you probably um, presents the most opportunity uh, in terms of uh, potential increase in value just because the the red tickets are a little more scarce for those that don't know that comes out of chronicles but it was asia exclusive uh the red tickets so you from that set you had uh base red 
and then you also had cracked dice. Those are the only variations of those cards. Uh, so those are, uh, I like the red tickets a lot. I've always kind of preached to the choir on those. And the pop count on the Fati is only 189. So um, still very low pop count. There are rumors that the red tickets, there were that there probably only were 100 to uh, 500 of them made per player and maybe less. Um, Fati's obviously got, um 278 of them have been graded there's 189 psa 10 so there's opportunity there uh crack dice there's six psa 10s only 11 have been graded um and then the base you have still pretty low 572 base rookie tickets 803 total graded uh, and i find that the red tickets sell for about as much money as the base rookie tickets so Take that into consideration. You're looking at red. It's got a total population of 278, where the base has an 803. So it's about almost 3.5x the amount of population. And if you get them at the same price, the red ticket is the way to go. It is extremely uh, more scarce. So those are the three players that I'm kind of watching um, for this coming year to see if they can continue to be hobby darlings or not. Uh, and what becomes of these players. And then, you know, we'll see what happens. Let me know if you guys are buying any of these guys, if you guys are watching or if you're holding, or if you're a long-term kind of perspective person on this, uh, on this player or on these three players, maybe you like one, maybe you don't like the other two, maybe you like none of them. I don't know. Um, but I'd be interested to hear uh, your thoughts on those three. All right. So I hope you guys like that kind of three hobby darlings or post were hobby darlings breakdown i wanted to look at some um players that you may have never heard of uh before we kind of uh continue on here uh in terms of uh players that could present some opportunities that are low cost uh low entry point i should say um so you know me i like to do things with like low uh entry points with high um rewards right uh less risk high reward type of um opportunities uh to flip or the long-term hold whatever it is i tend to hold a lot of these guys that uh, are long-term players that i really like um so you know that's something to start kind of uh thinking about um with some of the players that i will talk talk about um today so i wanted to kind of give you guys a quick uh let's say breakdown of uh possible players that may want to look at you don't even know about maybe um so the first one will be maximilian bayer who plays for hoffenheim in the bundesliga he three matches as far he's been really good he's got two goals and one assist and these guys are all 21 or under so keep that in mind when i'm talking about this uh i tried to look up some of his cards and i did not find uh, much what i did find was a 2019 20 Tops Crystal, uh, it's card number 94. Um, and I think there's one on eBay right now that's listed. Uh, but I didn't see very much um, of him uh, online. But he's a guy to keep an eye out for. Uh, potentially could become uh, a very decent player uh, in the Bundesliga and move within the Bundesliga. So watch out for him. Um, some of the other guys that you know are performing uh, at, at the rate that you would expect them to. Um you know, Jude Bellingham has been fantastic. He's got five goals and four matches for Real Madrid. Just a tremendous, uh, he's just been tremendous. And like I've always said, he's just a guy that's generational. I, I always believed in him. 
Um, the other guy I've talked about a lot about is Real for Real Sociedad. Two goals in four matches. Uh, good old Ander Benedeshka. Um, somebody gonna kill me for pronouncing that wrong, but uh, two goals uh, in four matches. He is in the 2020 Merlin uh, Chrome set, the inaugural set. So look for his stuff. I have a lot of his stuff. I have his mosaic gold of ten. I have some of his Merlin stuff hanging out. Sergio Ribas, another one. Um, a, and I believe he's still a Real Madrid player, uh, but he's been very good at uh, on. If he he might be on loan still, I'm not positive. He is at um, Almeida, um, and he is. I think he is only in one or two sets, if I remember correctly. I believe. Uh, let me just check really quick here. I should have probably prepared that piece um, for him. But Sergio Ribas, uh, again, uh, might still be a Real Madrid player, but he is in 2020 Merlin as well. Again, this is one of those things that you have to start thinking about, you know, these players that Merlin sets from 2020-21. We've had two other Merlin sets release uh, after that initial set. And, you know, this is kind of, and if you collect uh, Bowman Chrome Baseball, you'll know what this is like. Three to five years, you got to wait on some of these kids and be patient because they'll be there. Put these rookies away, throw them in your box, and forget about them for a little bit. So, again, Sergio's been very good. Uh, Almeida, he's got two goals in in, in four matches. He's an attacking uh, midfielder, uh, very explosive player um, in my eyes. Um, so watch watch for him uh, coming up. Um, Kaliamundo, uh, I've talked about him. He's at Stad Rens. He's 21. He's got a goal in four in in four games. Uh, I believe he's got a card in the score set uh, from La League last year. From not La League, excuse me, French League. Uh, um, and he's got a Merlin this year as well. So take a look at those cards. Those might be uh, an interesting cards to look at for him. And maybe I'll break down those players once we kind of. Uh, get further along here in my next Instagram post. And then of course, uh, destiny Udagi, who I've talked about very many times before he's got two assists in four games. He is a left back explosive, explosive player, tremendous speed has really made that tandem attack even, uh, better. Uh, I really feel like he's made a very big impact, uh, in, in, on that team thus far being loaned. So, those are the guys I'm going to talk about that I've just talked about uh, to watch out for. And some of them you've already heard of me talking about. Um, and, you know, I talked about a little bit about Alondra Marks a few weeks ago or last week on my Instagram, how he's had a very good year to start as well. And this is why it's important. A lot of these guys from that 2020 Merlin set are now starting to come due in terms of getting playing time and performance. So watch what they do. I'll do a feature on my uh, Instagram on those four players, but I wanted to kind of talk to you guys first before posting them on my Instagram. So you are aware of who they are, how they're performing, uh, and what cards they do have. And we can even look at pop counts. And I imagine on a lot of these guys, pop counts are dramatically low. So take that into consideration. All right, guys, I think that's going to be it for the episode. I uh, Good to be back and get the swing of things. Uh, hoping that some of you guys can send me some questions or people that you want me to talk about, feature, etc. I'm also looking for some guests as well. So uh, I was lucky enough to be on a podcast with a uh, 
pretty awesome individual. I'm sure that'll be probably published in the next week or two, uh, according to him. So I'll let you guys know when that's out. So you guys can kind of uh, watch that or hear about it or whatever you'd like to do with it. Um, Take my takes, my hot takes and and run with them. But it's good to be back. Uh, These will be coming out weekly again. Uh, I will start probably uh, again going with a Tuesday or a Wednesday release kind of after uh, those games on the weekend and things of that nature. And we'll start to dive a little bit deeper into the market and, and look at what to expect for this year's football season. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Make sure you share, like, subscribe, whatever you want to do. Let people know about the podcast. Uh, I'm here to uh, educate a bit, uh, talk and banter um, and go from there. I did want to touch on, I didn't have a time to, to touch on the Anthony situation at United. Man, but what a dumpster fire United is right now. So I'm going to let that kind of uh, simmer over the weekend uh, and over the rest of the week uh, and then talk a little bit about that in the next episode uh, and why. And I'll leave you with this hot take. Uh, Ten Hag is, uh, I think, a very overrated coach. Um and he's got nothing to do with Anthony, but um, just from what I'm observing uh, over the last, you know, uh, year or so of his hiring, I just don't see uh, United changing much. And I'm sorry to, to upset United fans. Um, you know, I supported them when they had the Portuguese guys there. Uh, I don't necessarily now. Uh, I do still watch them and enjoy watching them. But hoping to see United in better times, right? Uh, but... Uh, we'll touch on that next week. Uh, I don't want to kind of dive into that yet because we're it's very kind of um, not uh, fair for me to make those assumptions based on uh, what I'm reading. Uh, it's hard to, just like United's kind of taking the stance of stepping back. Uh, again, I have no, it doesn't have to answer to me. Nobody has to answer to me, but it's just an interesting whole situation that's developing at United. Another case of kind of a domestic abuse allegations. And we'll see what happens with that. But we'll see you next time. Make sure you guys let a friend know. Uh, we're going to be doing a giveaway soon, too, as well again. Um, and I'm sorry this episode was probably not what you're used to. Uh, but I really wanted to just come on really quick, do a quick 35-minute episode uh, to get you kind of juices flowing for the upcoming season that's already begun. So looking forward to this year, guys. Thank you again. Season 2, Episode 36, or Episode 1 of Uh, season two. Really appreciate the support um, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of Special One Cards. Join us again next week and don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Special One Cards. DM me any questions, concerns, hobby rants, or experiences you've had at shows online something for us to kind of talk about a little bit more again thank you for the support i really do appreciate it